Weekend Mornings with Glenn Van Zutphen. Replay from Money FM 89.3. Tim Davies, the Chief Operating Officer of Waiter, is with me in the studio. Good morning, Tim. How are you doing? Good morning. Very good. Thank you. It's great to have you here. And, you know, you've got this new app, which it's multi-talented, if I can put it that way. It's a payment window. It's an ordering window. It's, it's a lot of things that have to do with a pain point for a lot of people, which is, going to a restaurant and trying to order and get out in a decent amount of time. Take us through the app and, and the functionality and, and what it can actually do for people. Sure. So we always tell people that we're more than just an app, hmm. as in you go to a restaurant and you can scan a QR code on a table and then the menu will pop up in your browser. Hmm. So you don't need to download an app and then you can place an order. The order will go straight to the kitchen and then you pay straight away. And so the food will come to your table and when you're done eating, you can stand up and leave without having to wait to pay the bill, and you don't have to worry about getting the waiter's attention at the start of your meal. Wow. That does make it easy, doesn't it? And it works on a platform. How does it work? How does it work? Yeah, sure. (laughs) I'm searching for words here, and I I should just have you ask, just have you tell us how it works. Yeah, sure. So it's it's a web app. So the way it works is when you scan the QR code, it essentially takes the user to a browser, a website with the information that the restaurant needs embedded in it. So for example, if you're seated at table 12, the system knows that you're seated at table 12. And so when you place your order, it goes straight to the POS. And so it appears in the kitchen and then the staff starts preparing it straight away and then they bring it to you at table 11 or whichever table I just said. Sure. And then you eat your meal and and you're done. Is it up and running now? Yeah. The system? And I saw that you have quite a number of different groups, uh, Paul, DePaulo, Gastronomia, Wild Honey, Pizza Express, these are some of them. Which, any other ones that are? So the famous ones you'd probably know or locals would know would be the Daily Cut. So it's one of those really popular salad restaurants. So we Mm. work with roughly about 100 restaurants here in Singapore at the moment. Wow. And so they all have their own QR code. When you walk, you do. Yeah, so we have, a, we have a, a few different ways that we work with clients. So it might be just a purely takeaway restaurant, mm. in which case customers can either go to a website like order.waiter.com or we could, they could download an app. And so they could download the waiter app and then bring up that restaurant and then place an order from, say, their office yeah. and then choose their collection time, grab their food and go. Wow. So that's the takeaway. And for dine-in, we either work with two different types of clients. So one would be the full-service table-service restaurant, which mm-hmm. is what we just described, with, yeah. and they all have QR codes on the table. Yeah. Or it could be one of those self-service restaurants, and that would be where a customer would place an order, and when the food is ready, their phone they get an SMS on their phone, and then they go and collect their food from the, t- the counter. Okay. And does this work, this is going to seem like a weird question, but does it work at all with any of the food delivery in, in conjunction with any of the food delivery services? No. Or this is specifically if you are going to either go to a restaurant or you want to pick up your own stuff? Correct. Yeah. yeah. So we work with dine-in and takeaway. That's that's where we specialize. Yeah. And I noticed that one of the things that I read online was that you also uh, have restaurants in Changi Airport. Yep. And obviously for people that are on the go that are maybe in a hurry trying to catch a flight or just don't want to waste time. That seems like that'd be a pretty useful thing to have at Changi. Yeah. So we work with 12 restaurants at Changi Airport and it's exactly what you said. So the reason we started working with them is because people who are rushing for a flight don't have time. Mm. And so if they can order and pay faster, it means that it's a great experience for the customers, but it's also a great experience for the restaurant because they might've missed out on some of those customers. If they walk past and they see a big queue, they're probably not going to go there. But if they could order before they get there, skip the queue, grab their food and 
go. Or same story if they're dining in, if they see it's packed and they're like, oh, I don't know if I'll be able to order and eat and pay in time, then they can solve that sort of problem. There are a couple of hamburger restaurants in particular at Changi at the Jewel that I know could use that uh, <laughs> most definitely to avoid an hour-long wait or more. Speaking with Tim Davies, wait, the waiter, W-A-I-T-R-R, Chief Operating Officer. Tim, how did you come up with the idea for this? And, and uh, It wasn't me it? personally. It was, and, and amusingly, there's another guy called Tim who's the founder and CEO <laughs> of the company, and his family came from restaurant operations in Europe. Okay. And so when he arrived in Singapore, he saw that there were big problems for restaurants recruiting and retaining good wait staff. Yeah. Uh, the government's got restrictions on the number of foreigners that you can hire, and so it's really hard to find good wait staff. And so he looked at a technological solution to that. Yeah. And so he looked at things like tablets and kiosks, but none of them really solved the problem in, in a user-friendly way. And so the beauty of the mobile ordering solution is that the customer, we get, get a bit of inf- information about the customer. And so the restaurants know how frequently that particular customer has been there. And mm-hmm. you can do things like loyalty stamps. And so you can reward customers for coming back more frequently. Mm. And so given that everyone has a smartphone these days, essentially we've taken that technology and put it in the hands of the consumer. Why, why was the decision made to do the web-based versus a, a downloaded app? Uh, we started with the downloaded app. And the reason we did that is at the time, the web-based or browser-based versions just wasn't a great user experience. Yeah. Uh, but since then, the technology has improved. And we know that a big pain point for customers is downloading an app. Yeah. And so if you had to download an app just to place a dining order, you probably wouldn't do it because you go, or you go, I'll do it next time. And then you forget. And so now if you can scan a QR code and then get your order to the kitchen in 15 seconds, then that's as fast as ordering from the start. What does it look like uh, in when you actually go to the restaurant? Where, where is that QR code? What does it look like? Sure. How would we identify it as a waiter code? Sure. Well, we do white label solutions as well. Mm. And so you might not know that it's ah. a, waiter, a waiter code. Uh, so for example, Ajumas is one of our clients. It's a Korean restaurant. Uh, we also work with Dapalo Gastronomia that you mentioned. And they've got it branded essentially with their branding. And yeah. so you'll walk in and you'll sit down and you'll see a QR code on a... Oftentimes it's a sticker on the table. Hmm. or maybe on a table stand. Mm-hmm. And so they'll see that, they'll scan it, and it'll bring up the browser. So it might say it might say waiter and it'll be our branding, or it might be the restaurant's branding. Yeah. What was the journey like to develop this solution? And the talk in Singapore is, every you know, they, they're really pushing for entrepreneurs and really pushing for startups and, and obviously on and on and on and on. For you and your partner, Tim, what, what did that look like doing it? Did you do most of it here in Singapore? Was it done elsewhere? What's that journey look like? Our tech development's done overseas. So our developers are actually in Vietnam and we work day to day with them. And so it's essentially they're part of the same team. So that's been a really good experience. Like the quality of the, the guys that we're working with is amazing. Mm. Uh, best I've worked with. In terms of the support you get, there is a good startup community here in Singapore. And yeah. so in fact, that's how I met Tim. So yeah. I was at a startup event and we got, we got to know each other and then I moved across to join the company. Yeah. I think that one thing that we are at a slight disadvantage is that we're not eligible for some of the government grants. And uh-huh. so everything we've done essentially has been working with our restaurant partners to make sure that we're, we're able to deliver an amazing experience for them because they're not going to get a massive grant to do it. And so we'll, we've seen competitors come and go because they essentially are being backed by grant money and then what they were delivering wasn't that great. And so when the grants ran out, they stopped. And so I think we've, it's been tougher, but I think it's, been, it's good for us in the long term. It's kind of forced you to be smarter and, and more responsive to market conditions. Yeah, yeah, make, for sure. To make sure that it would be also uh, economically viable for people yeah, to do it. Yeah, 100%. Both it needs, it needs to add value. Like it has to be a better return on investment for our restaurant partners. Otherwise, they won't do it. It has to be a great experience for our users because otherwise they won't, they won't place an order or they'll do it once and then they'll never do it again. Whereas we focus really high or we focus a lot of our time on making a great customer experience for the users. 
and then making it a seamless experience for the restaurants so it just fits in around their operations. What do you see, just generally speaking, you, you mentioned the grant the grant system, which you know the government's been very uh, aggressive in trying to put seed money out there in addition to uh, building the VC community as well to, yeah. to get the private money uh, flowing uh, towards startups. But what do you see as, as some of the highlights or some of the challenges of the startup system in Singapore, if we look beyond perhaps the grants that you just mentioned? Yeah, sure. I think highlights is you've got a very tech-savvy audience generally. Like there's a high mobile penetration and if you look at places, like, and a lot of companies use Singapore as a testing ground. And so companies like Uber came in and essentially created the ride-sharing market before Grab came in and then took over it. And then you've got Gojek coming in. And, so, and then the delivery players are doing a great job in the food delivery. I don't know if they're making money yet, but it's, uh, at least they're building the ecosystem. So mm. it's really comfortable for people to order and pay for food on their phones now. So I think that that's true across a whole range of different things. The government is really strong in building those sort of ecosystems. So I think what they've done really well is the pay now system Mm. and where in Australia, it's not as easy to transfer money to a a friend. Whereas here, everyone, like all the banking systems use the same back end because the government Uh. essentially forced it. So I can send you money and it doesn't matter which bank you're with and which bank I'm with, it'll just work. Right, right. And when you go forward, of, of course, you know, there's now going to be uh, all these tenders going out for digital banks and, and obviously the fintech space with the credit card players, that, you know, has been going on for a long time, quite a number of years now. What's, what's the next level that Singapore has to get to uh, when we think of, of online user experience, not just in the food sector like you're doing, but, to, but just in general? Where, where, does it, where does our ecosystem of creativity need to go next. And if I can just mention, saying, you know, you mentioned your development teams in in Vietnam. Many people use Indian developers. There still is a hesitancy to go full ahead with Singapore development teams because at least the, you know, the perception is maybe it's a bit more expensive or you can't get the caliber of talent or or a combination of the both. But where do, where do you think the ecosystem needs to go? Uh, in terms of the tech, specifically the, the question about tech developers, uh, I feel it mostly comes down to cost. So I think the quality you can get here in Singapore, I think that there's plenty of good graduates who are coming out of the universities hmm. here. That's and I think it's just if you were to recruit locally, then the cost you would pay for the developers is high. And so I think that's the main disadvantage that Singapore has in that regard. But I think that if you've got a big budget for a tech team, then have, there are some advantages to having a locally available team that you can speak work with. In terms of where the ecosystem's going, in terms of financial payments and all those things, I think that there's more interconnectivity. And so you look at super apps that are coming up, and I don't mean specifically just apps, but like ecosystems. So if you look at in China, WeChat has got payments for and food, and you can you can essentially use WeChat to order and pay at a whole range of different activities. And I think that's coming to Singapore. And so you'll use your banking payment app for things like movie tickets and food and then maybe groceries and all mm. of that stuff without having to download yet another app. Yeah. I think it'll, there'll be some consolidation where everything will just sort of seamlessly go where the users already are without having to change their behavior. Well, we've already seen that. I think Grab, you know, Grab has yeah. tried to build that internal ecosystem for food, for transport, for whatever. Yeah. Obviously, Gojek has been doing it for years in Indonesia yeah. and is, is trying to make that happen here. Yeah. Would you see, you know, would there be a, a possible tie-up for waiter to be involved in those? Yes. Uh, and I'm just not allowed to talk about it. So the, <laughs> the answer is yes, we, we are we are integrating our technology into another major player. And yeah. so that will be doing exactly that, where there'll be you know, ordering and payments and, and other things within this ecosystem. Tim, thanks so much for being with us this morning on Weekend Mornings. Awesome. Thanks a lot.
To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.